This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Romance and finance. Those are bad combinations. Hallelujah. So, I want to share with us briefly... Alright, but uh, let's read. We can. We have to start reading from the Bible. I want us to read. Um, we are going to read a few scriptures. There is a reason and then I just want us to see something. I want to read Genesis, Genesis 26. Um, I want to read from verse 34. Genesis 26, 34. And Esau was 40 years old. When he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Beri, the Hittite, and Bashemite, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grieve of mine unto Isaac and to Rebekah. So when Nisan was 40, he married, and the parents seemed not to be uh, happy with the choice that he made. Hallelujah. No, just the paper I said, thank you. Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. So that's the for just note, Esau married, the parents were not happy with the person they chose. Genesis 28, verse 1. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go. That's all I want to read there. Now, we read 20, 26 first, where Esau married. We read 28, where Isaac, the father, told Jacob that don't marry any of the girls. Like, don't be like your brother. You just go away. Now, there are two things you are going to see here. Someone married out of what was available. Someone married out of vision. The elder brother, the family settled in the land. And the elder brother, who was Esau, just saw the beautiful girls around and married one. And the Bible said the parents were grieved. And just about a year or two after that, the father called Jacob and he said, you know what? You are my son. Don't marry any of these girls. Don't choose what is available. Choose by vision. Now, between 26 and 28, you have 27 definitely. When you have 26, 28, you have 27 in between. So this is the problem. If you read the beginning of 28, the Bible says that Isaac blessed, Isaac blessed Jacob and sent him away. Esau was not blessed when he married the woman because the blessing happened in 27. So in 26, nobody was blessed yet. Yes, they were the two people. But then in 27, the father said that, go and hunt for me. You know the story, except uh, you did not grow up in the church. So Esau went out to hunt. The mother uh, played some tricks on the father. And then Jacob got the blessing. So the father blessed Jacob. And Esau said, I'm going to kill him one day. But then in chapter 8, the father blessed him again and said, okay, now you can go and marry. I just want to start by establishing a pattern. Firstly, now, this will go more for men, but then it will help women also in making the right choice, in making the right decision. Hallelujah. Every time in your life, there will be what is available and there will be what is your vision. Discipline will make you go by the way of vision. Carelessness will make you go by the way of availability. When I was in UI, there was one of our friends who never thought he was going to come to UI. You know, maybe he was a local, uh, I, I don't like using that word, but let's say a local boy, you know, 
and then he just did not know from a grassroots place, from a community uh, that didn't look like anybody there go to U.S. So in the church, he met a very wonderful lady, and they were different. And when he came to U.S., and it was a brilliant time, in no time he acclimatized, he adjusted his taste, he started blowing his ear, he was a Christian, fantastic one. He started knowing how to publish. He started knowing, so he became so creative. By the time he went back home and he saw that girl again, they were not compatible again. I remember the day she came to meet me in tears. That so he has gone to you right now. He has dropped me. It was hard to say. Though I didn't see anything, but inside me I was said that is bound to happen. Do not be unequal. What happened to you when he was going to UI? Did they tie your own leg not to go? She was at home the first year. Telling my boyfriend is in UI. My boyfriend is in UI. In their little community. She didn't know that the boyfriend was rubbing minds with higher minds and changes were occurring. I am going to challenge you to build your life. Be the best type of person available until you get to a stage where whoever dates you will consider it a privilege dating you have not started. And it's on both sides. What resources do you have as a woman? What are you bringing to the table? How privileged will a man feel having you in his life? And as a man, how privileged can a woman listen to your proposal, get home and lock her door and begin to dance and see herself as a lucky time because of values that you have added to yourself. Are you hearing me? The way you are quiet, I want to be sure that you are hearing me. When are they hear me? Yes, Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the beginning. Am I hard? Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, Praise the Lord. So, you know, um, always remember if you are reading Genesis, Genesis came before the law. So to an extent, they reveal God's dealing with people. Yes, the law came later. So God said forever, my name will be God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob forever. So when you look at these three men, with the way God dealt with them, you can understand the pattern of God's dealing. The New Testament is filled with scriptures. The Old Testament gives you access into people's life, how God works in their life. Lives are not discussed in New Testament. Scriptures are discussed. Doctrines are discussed. You don't get that. But Old Testament exposes you to stories of the workings of God in people's life. So, this was how God so, if you want to understand some things about we have to look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because God, God said that that is my, I am their God forever. So, in this story, we can understand something about marriage from these people. So, this is the order. Not falling in love first, getting blessed first. I am not saying becoming a millionaire or having 10 cars. I am connecting you back to what happened in the perfect state of man before man fell. In Genesis chapter 2, when God created man, he gave man first of all a job before a woman. He gave man an instruction of all the seed, of all the trees in the garden you can, you can eat, but the tree in the midst of the garden. In fact, that was why Eve missed it because she was never there when God was giving the commandment to Adam. So, two things were established quickly. Adam was given a garden to 
to work on and he was given a, an instruction to keep. When a young man wants a woman in his life, the question you should ask is that, have you achieved those, these two things? Now, not touching the fruit talks about the pattern of your life. And then sealing the garden talks about the profession of your life. So, do you have direction? And do you have pattern for your life? Or you are bringing a woman to a life where there is no pattern and where there is no direction? However sweet the courtship is, if those two things are lacking, you are going to abuse the relationship. Are you following me? And when a woman wants to follow a guy, it's not because he has a cow he does not have one. It's not because his uncle is in America sending dollars. You know, <laughs> all my life, I've seen how certain women, the Bible said that riches develop wings and he flies away. Once a woman is trying to justify abuses in courtship, check it, the guy has money. How can you not be married to a man and he's already given you five-fold ministry? And you are, you are looking for reason. I'm praying. It will change. It will not change. You will leave him. Period. If you perceive that somebody does not love you, or not love you enough, you have no business in that relationship. Anyone who does not love you, does not love you. There is no other name for it. Walk away to someone that will love you. But you see, people stay there because they are afraid that if I leave, what's going to happen to me? Haven't you taught yourself that you are capable as a woman of making more money than men. Are there no women richer than men in society? Why must you tie yourself to a man that must rise before you rise? You are insulting the investment of God in your life. If you do that. Once people begin to now just say like this. You know, uh, they say, it's not, it doesn't call me. He say, uh, Pastor, <laughs> but most, mostly not members of the church, but you know me better. Or somebody will come and say, my friend says, come and see you. I don't know this, my boyfriend. Since he came from America, he doesn't call me. I say, sorry, I don't pray that kind of prayer. I have many things to do. I don't pray prayers that will not pass the roof. If he does not call you, you too don't call him. See, I am hard when it comes to life. When I was in UI, said that some guys were asking a lady out two, three times and she would say, no, me. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't like me, me too, I don't like you. That was my policy in school. If I, if I was liking you already, and I, know, I, don't, I don't like you again. I just, it, there's no time. <laughs> See, if you, it's not because of anything, but because some of these things that I, I'm teaching you, I started learning them from when I was young. Why don't you put value on your own life? Why don't you put value? You, you are not married, yet you are already in his house cooking, helping him to do his dish, laundry. You are the laundry woman. <laughs> you are the cook. You are the nurse when he's sick. Every now and then, and he doesn't do any of sort of things. Are you, you, wh why, why, when, why are you faking something when the original can be available? It is what bothers me also when people fake miracles. When God can anoint you to do the real one, why are you faking it? So when somebody can love you genuinely, why are you with somebody who doesn't love you? And you know, he knows he doesn't like you, you know, and you are just there, occupying time. You are just postponing the day of doom. Eventually, the relationship will break. After taking how many years of your life, why don't you take a stand? Hallelujah. Amen.
you know, I I don't mean to hit at someone. Somebody that's how they that a dear sister was even talking to one of the leaders of each other that should help her pray that the boyfriend is going after another girl. Let his eyes be single. Let it be on me. <laughs> you know why they first told me I said, thank God she didn't meet me. <laughs> that she met you. It's amazing. Why? I can pray with a married woman whose husband is trained. But somebody dating somebody, you are not yet married, and his eyes are not single, and you are praying for him. He does not need prayer. He needs somebody to walk away from. That's all. No matter who the person is, learn to see. Ability to walk away is a gift of strength. And every Christian must possess it. Walk away when it is necessary to walk away. There's nothing wrong. Okay? So, let's go back to where we started from. Remember, the blessing before making a choice. So, God also established it in Genesis. So, after he gave man the garden, after he gave man the instruction, then he came back by himself and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. I'll read something to Ecclesiastes 10 and 16. Let's read. The Bible says something like, what to you, O land? Ecclesiastes. Are you following me? Are you following me this morning? Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Woe unto thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy princes eat in the morning. This is still the same thing where you put the cat before the horse. Woe unto you, land, when your king is a child. That means, when you start reigning as a child, you are going to get into trouble. And then when you eat in the morning, in the morning the king is supposed to wake up and address to important issues of the community rather than sitting down and eating. This talks about misplacement of priority. And that's what I've been talking about since. So every time in our society now, it's very common to hear, I'm in a relationship, I'm in love. And the aspect I'm going to dwell on very soon now is that if you are not obeying the first law, as a matter of fact, the people that are supposed to be in a relationship are those who are very busy. If you are not busy, if you don't understand direction, and then if you don't have a pattern for your life, in your courtship, you start committing sin. That is when your energy... Remember, when we had this meeting a while ago, I told you that the principle uh, in physics is very true, that energy is neither created... I think uh, Newton's... Uh, which law now? Is it Newton or which... Oh, no. It's Newton, right? What, what, which law? If you're not... Those of you that did physics in school. First law of the thermodynamics, that energy is neither created nor destroyed... Is converted from, look at me, everybody. Now, if you are in a right courtship or relationship, two are better than one. Creativity and plan for the future will start coming in. The sincere truth is that energy to build the future can be released into building the future or can be directed into having sex. Even a man that was not born again that wrote Think and Grow Rich, the book with the ISA in America many years back, he wrote about this. And he said that probably this is why parents get richer. Most parents build their houses when they are between 45 and 60. He said they could have achieved it in early 20s. But somehow, when in a relationship, sex is downplayed, purpose is lifted up, you will become wealthy. Do you get what I said? I've just said so it takes some people time in marriage to realize that. After they've had sex, 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 they are getting tired. Now they are understanding why they are together, that it's not about sex. 
there is a bigger purpose. Now, you are facing your put into your courtship what should be in your marriage. You can never be balanced. I want to be sure I'm talking to some people. Are you hearing me? Say a loud amen. amen. So every day, and in courtship around the world, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It only goes from one form to another. So if the energy is there for erection and for kissing and the rest, it won't be there for creativity and innovation that will take you and your spouse to another level, you and your, your partner. It is true. Some relationships that have hit the rock that are broken today, actually they could have been very wonderful relationship. They started feasting in the morning. And the Bible says, warn to you when that's what you are doing. The time that they should have proper understanding of their lives and build properly for the future. Once they see each other, the energy rushes into sex. You see, when the Bible tells you not to do something, it's not because the Bible is trying to punish you. You don't know man like God. And God is saying that the man I created will function better by having sex in marriage, not before marriage, and not outside marriage. He has a reason for saying that. That's the truth. Where I saw this, you know, in, in our generation, it's even getting to that. Preachers can't even tell people again about this truth. But not me. I leave what I preach and I will tell you the profound truth of the word of God. In Numbers 23, Numbers 24, and a part of Numbers, okay, the story changes 25. In Numbers 23, you know, if you start from Numbers 22, I think I shared a bit of this on Wednesday. Balaam, sorry, are you getting what I'm saying? Because I am just freestyling. Balaam was hired by Balak to curse Israel. How many of you know the story? That's why we don't name anybody Balaam. Is anybody bearing Balaam here? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'll be more than willing to answer questions today. But this is what I saw. In the next five minutes, I'm going to dwell on building yourself. Oh, young people, see that a man that diligence in his business. Can you make up your mind that before you are 25? I mean, you, you, you. So Balaam was hired by Balak to curse Israel. So God turned it to blessing as we have read in the Bible three times. He made the attempt first time, second time, third time. He could not curse the people. Then God turned it to blessing. And when he saw that God was not going to allow him to curse the people, then he taught them something. So if you stop at the last verse of 24, of Numbers 24, you will think the story ended there until you read from Jesus Christ, Revelation chapter 2, verse 14. He said, You have those who hold on to the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak. To put a stumbling block before Israel and cause them to commit sexual immorality. This is a very pathetic story, actually. When Balaam saw that the people could not be caused, ah, he told Balak, you know, being a prophet, he was a very, very smart guy. He could see into the realm of the spirit. So he told Balak that, see, anytime I try to cause these people, there is something covering them. I can't do it. So they cannot be destroyed. They are indestructible right now. He said, but there is something that can destroy them from outside. It will happen from within them. So he told Balak, that let me tell you something before I go. Introduce your girls to them. If you get these young men we cannot cause to go into fornication and adultery, something is going to happen to them. And in chapter 25, really, 
23,000 people died in one day and Israel missed it. There was famine, there was problem in their midst because they broke the edge by themselves. Paul said, stop this, stop that. But when they got to fornication, he said, flee fornication. There is a reason why God is very particular about this. You know how many people from experience, I can tell, once somebody very vibrant, very vibrant Christian on campus, no more vibrant, you can tell very easily what would have happened. If it's a woman, in a quest to please a man, she's had it with a man, and this one, all kinds of things are following. I've seen that too many times. Too many times. You will not believe. Of all the things you've heard me say now, I have met ladies from, now I got born again very early when I was secondary school. I met ladies that when they were talking scriptures, people like us will be bent. You go and sit down. Where are they now? I saw one of them one day. I just shook my head. Out of compassion, I've sent money to some. Those who were ahead of us teaching us fell because of this. What is in this thing that the generation cannot understand? What is it? Are you following me? That's why we are not having so many great marriages. So many great marriages. You know how many times I counsel if somebody asks them out and they say yes to the person and two weeks after that, already having for, asking for sex. As if this is the whole purpose why people date. It's amazing. I have met Christians who have told ladies if there's no sex, no relationship. A Christian. That is not a Christian. Why? So I, I am showing you from the word of God today. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So now let's look at what what, <laughs> what do you have working in you? So the Bible says it is better for a man to carry his yoke in the days of his youth. It's very important. And the reason is when you are alone ah, when you say, I need a helper in my life, you must be doing something for somebody to help you to do. Is that right? You cannot say you are helping me to sweep if I'm not sweeping. If I'm not sweeping and you are sweeping, you cannot call it help. That means you are sweeping. If you say you want to help me push the car, that means I am either inside the car or by the car pushing, then you join me. But if it's not my car and it has nothing to do with me, you cannot say you are helping me by When God created woman, he said that I will make a help mix comparable. You go into someone's life where you are part of what is doing, the direction is going, and as a woman of substance, you accelerate the man's journey. That is what God, that's what God planned. And that is the order that you must follow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Every man here should be a man of vision. If we are 21, what's your plan before you are 25? If you are 25, what's your plan before you are 30? I, um, see, I'm more, when we do the real conference, I we prepare to talk more. But I, I, oh, thank you, Jesus. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm trying not to go fight to some. I think I'd like to say that, but let me. 
when you look at a woman, when you start having conversation with a man, what goes through your what what are you looking for? Now, have you trained yourself as a man how to properly handle a woman? And can a lady be coming to see you every day and all you are building is purpose and that your hormones are under control even though this is someone you love? If you are like that, we have found a man of discipline, a man of maturity, and a person that can make things happen in days to come. It is true. And this is the skill that every man must develop. Can you even meet where nobody's watching you and your emotion is under control? Because you are thinking higher than grabbing. Do you see a lady more than somebody to just uh, romance? Do you see a woman as somebody that you can build up and that something good can come from the two of you? When you sit down in your sitting room and a lady comes to visit you, what do you see? An object to you to satisfy your lustful heart, precious in the sight of God that you can make a meaningful contribution into our life. What do you see? How do you value people around you? you know, I talk more to men because you are the leaders. Hallelujah. So, when you eat in the morning, when you... <laughs> I'll go back to the story of the guys. I say, what happened in that situation? Um... um I will not be so concerned because the last time I shared, somebody asked me, that, okay, what that guy did, did he do right or wrong? Why did he break up with the lady when he got to school? Um, every woman, you are a treasure. Never stay and never build your, never, never build your life such a way that you depend on anybody. Have a vision and pursue the vision. People come People will come and meet you at the level you are. It is not likely. Now, there are exceptions. Once in a while, exceptional things happen. But generally speaking, a mechanic or a organizer doing someone's tire will not walk up to a female professor that is single and say that I want to marry you. At the level. Now, you have to ask yourself, are you definite about what you want in life? Then stand in a place where only those who can achieve that with you will come to you. There is a way you can break all other bridges that people who don't, who are not relevant to what you want, cannot assess your life. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Before I got born again, I used to tell myself that if at all I will make a mistake with any it can never be an unbeliever because they are all out of my, my life. I said, God, so help me with Christian sister. But for unbelievers, no problem. Because seeing them say they didn't look beautiful to me. I just believe like the finest people in the church. That was what I believed then. And I, I was so sentimental about it. And it helped me. So I was never found somewhere admiring one singer. So I met, I met quite a number of them. Once you are not born again, I mean, no, no, I mean my mind is not there. You can build yourself in such a way. Hallelujah. And the opportunity is now. The Bible says, carry your body this of you. This is, this is the time. So that you can enjoy that which is coming in days to come. Now, we cannot talk today about why people have delays and all those things. I, I'm not uh, told, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to speak about, you know, there's law of compatibility. 
Now, choosing the right partner is a, is a topic on its own, which is compatible with you physically, spiritually, and all those things. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just challenging you today. All I'm just saying today is that build yourself to a point. That is just one message. Are you getting what I'm saying? That don't eat in the morning, eat at the proper time. That's what I'm saying today. Because teachings of marriage is broad. And we need to speak to people. Uh, when we talk about compatibility, and we will talk down to family. We have to look at the fact that this thing called romance. See, the whole thing is that romance happens. It happens for a long time under certain conditions. So there is a way that a, two people that are really, really in love and that are very um, passionate about each other can even enter marriage and within one year they've lost. If you underrate the role that family will play, if you underrate the role, the, the, the role that uh, um, friends will play and all these things, now they have their place. So when we talk about compatibility, as we look at it spiritually, we extend it to church, we extend it to doctrinal differences, and we extend it to family. I know people, the reason why they are breaking and they are having serious headache in their marriage now, not because the man did anything wrong to the woman, not because the woman did anything wrong to the man, but the man has a mother, and the mother is intolerable, that's all. And then love is disappearing, not because there is an issue between the two of them, but because there is somebody who has a mother that is a serious troublemaker. So, there are many extensions. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have you found your direction? And how resourceful are you as a man and as a woman? My neighbor, some years back, I grew up in Abiyokuta. The wife left and all the three cars in their company disappear. She owned all the three. As, as young as I was said, this is a very mighty woman. The husband took the whole war to go and beg the wife. She still insisted that. She said no. She left. You know, when you watch African magic, when they, told, when they tell some ladies to leave, they leave in one bag. Because they came in one bag. So now, now that they have been told to leave, they leave just one bag. And it takes them about three minutes to pack. Usually one wardrobe. They just open the bag, put some clothes there, and then they go. And <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's good for a man to say, get out of my house. For, for the woman to say that, sorry, did you say your house or our house? Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. If your neighbor is a woman, are you even prepared to be a mother? Can you not a child right now? And you are thinking about marriage. Do you know what it takes to raise kids? To be committed to them? See, these are the things that people don't think about when they are eating chicken and chips at KFC. And the guy said, <laughs> I am just telling all of us that it's deeper than what people look at. And I've told you before, the more hardworking you are, the sweeter your vacation. It is true. Only those who have worked, young people, oh, they are Lord Jesus. I, I, should I go the way I went to Sundays or last Sunday? Many of you are just should remember. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Always tell yourself that you are one life to live. Be serious. Build yourself. The higher you go, the more options you have. Are you getting me? 
Yes. If a man is 30, and he's a multi-millionaire, and he can see into the realm of the spirit, he can pro- and he's heavily anointed, and then he has S-class, and then he's living alone in a five-bedroom duplex, and then when people do their wedding, he goes there and he gives them 500,000, 1 million, the options will be plenty. At that point, if he makes a choice, say, this is my wife, yes. If you make a decision too early and you start rising, what happened to my friend happened to many singers also. Many of the popular singers that you know, actually the secular world, the woman you see with them can never be their first girlfriend. Go and check. In the days when they were rising, except one who went back to the lady. I don't want to. I don't sing secular songs, but I read stories. You see, <laughs> I, I'm sure you know the person I'm talking about. <laughs> you see, somebody is singing on one street and then he goes, to, but as, he, as the light is shining on him, so this is what puts a kind of demand on ladies that drive yourself to the highest point. You are sons of God. When Apostle Paul was addressing this issue, he said in 1 Corinthians 7, 34, that she that is not married careth about the things of God. If you are single, it is the best time to build your life. It is the best time to determine who you are. Because when you are true baking yourself, only those who should meet to another level will come around your life. This is the time to know who are you and where are you going in life. Have you answered the most fundamental question that every woman, woman must answer? Where am I going in life? And who am I? Only those who have answered that question can actually have a wonderful time bringing somebody along because you have been able to understand, to chart your own course in life. You know where you are going. Hallelujah. The sincere truth is this. When we say love without money or romance without money can evaporate <laughs> or can create problems, it's not saying somebody should be a billionaire or a millionaire. It's about the fact that you must have confidence that the person you are with is moving in life. That's the most important thing. That sign that this person is advancing must be there. And you will see it in the daily routine of the person. Success is in what you do every day. So you see, the day David committed a sin and Satan entered his family, was the, the Bible said that in the days when the kings were going into battle, then David was at home. When I was in UI, when I was in Westwood Battle, I was in going to final year when I met Pastor Adeboye, Bishop Mike, this one, that one. I knew that I was going to be, be in ministry. All the ministers I wanted to meet, I told you in the morning, I was in final year when I met Dr. Pastor. He was the best singer then all over Nigeria, gospel singer. I met him when I was in school. I already set my, I mean, I already achieved what I wanted to, the plans and everything when I was in school. When I was leaving you, I was happy. I left, I left empty. I gave the school back everything. I was too sure that now I've seen my part in life and this is where I'm going. And this is very important. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Some of you are 19, 20, 21, 22. Life will still pardon you when you make mistakes. Even though you should not make mistakes, don't break yourself. As some of you are in your late 20s, maybe early 30s, you cannot afford to make another mistake again when it comes to relationship. This is why at times it is better to remain single. Yes. 
So Paul started talking there. He said there is a difference between a wife and a virgin. He said the unmarried woman cared for the things of the Lord. The best time to develop yourself spiritually. The best time to develop yourself spiritually. When I was, I, I served as a copper in NNPC in Kaduna. So when I was in Kaduna, I remember, I was staying with a family. They had a seven-bedroom duplex, and I was given a room, and they had a steward that would cook for all of us, and you see. But uh, for some reason, which I might not really, okay, I just decided that I found the place. You must know who you are. I just found the house very um okay they might be listening to me so i cannot go into but i just told the woman after two months i said ma i would like to move out ah breakfast lunch and dinner free and then suit room all by myself i said yes i wanted liberty i'm not i don't mean to i'm not speaking about the family in any way but see they they um, they belonged to a kind of denomination. They were very strict on their children, too strict. And I spoke with the woman. I, I mean, they told me that I said, you, you are a copper. When you go, you can come back anytime. But I was always home before 8 o'clock and I made sure I followed all the rules in the house and I did not allow any of my friends to come into their house. The only time my friend did, Nigeria, they were playing Nations Cup then and I told the man, you know, I said, sir, it's a surgeon. I said, please, I can't. My friends watch inside. He said, ah, no problem, no problem. But after that, they know I didn't allow any friend again because I just wanted to keep all the rules in the house. And the rules were many. The rules were many. I have found out that you cannot raise up children putting religion on their head. Yeah. When those kids enter university, they all turn. I mean, they all turn. They never wanted. And they, they, the parents still didn't understand. And they thought that because they were attending other fellowships. I said, no, my, I explained to them. They just said this. You are, too, you are too hard on these kids. And too hard on these kids. You don't do Bible study three hours with a child. Don't touch this, don't touch that, don't do this, don't do that. I just saw trouble because so after two months, I just told them that I said I would rather go to a place. So I went to rent a BQ. My first night in the BQ, there was no mattress, yet I slept comfortably on the floor. Because I went out on the street of Kaduna, strolling just with compass, and I came back home 12 30 in the night. And I was happy. I was just like, this is life. Because Growing up in Abiyokuta, my parents never. So I, I mean, I enjoyed my, I, no, that's their own policy, you know. They were strict. You know, they believed that things in the fridge, nobody should touch and everything. In my own house, while growing up, it was the opposite. My mom would say, see, I'm making a fall for your dad. Who wants to eat? If you want to eat, she will make for you. If you don't want to eat, go and help yourself in the kitchen. That was wonderful. I mean, that's why in my house also now there's absolute liberty. I don't cage or check anybody. I don't know how to do it. All those who live with me, if I enter kitchen and they are gist, they continue with their gist as if I'm not there. If you can ask some of them. I don't have a president that intimidates people. Oh, he's coming. Our daddy in the Lord. <laughs> so, I just don't know. <laughs> Many times, still last Wednesday, I, 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 I've always... Now, where is Oyeka? Where is Oyeka? Oyeka that stays with me. Where are you? Stand. Now, she's serving. She's living with me for about five years now. Where is Paul? Sit down. Where is Paul? Okay, that's Paul at the back. He lives with me also. And many more. Now, see, you, that's what, you, you can ask them. On where is the after service? After preaching here, eh? I just enter the kitchen and I put rice in the plates and I ate. Asking someone to serve me, does that hard to... 
See, all this African way of exercising authority, usually they are very wonderful. Like, Sir, do you want to eat now? Can we serve you now? If I'm sitting now, yes. But see, if I enter the kitchen myself, I, serve, I just don't. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Yes. They do now, they don't allow me to iron. But at times, I'll just carry my clothes myself. Sometimes I get home very late in the night and I don't want to stop anybody, so I'll just take my clothes to the laundry and start, and then somebody will come and take it from me. But it's, it's, um, are you following me? Praise the Lord. I went to this house and I had absolute peace. There was no cutting. So the first day I just threw myself on the floor. It was the next day I went to the market to buy mattress and I put it on the floor. I was just happy. No food, no TV. But you see, immediately I said to myself, no female copper will enter this BQ. Anybody coming to visit me, we shall stand outside and gist. Not because I wasn't sure of myself. Guide yourself. You have just one life to live. Don't allow too many dents in your life. Are you following me? So, the one we're working in NAP is the other on the table. Very fantastic lawyer from UN, UN, UNN. And she was living in the same estate, Banawa, in GRA, with me. Several she came to see me since we didn't plan to do anything. So, we'll sit outside and be gisting. We'll buy popcorn, we'll talk for three hours. Talk about, she will tell me about UNN. And then I will escort her to her BQ some minutes away. And then we bye-bye, bye-bye, like that. And my landlady noticed. Ah, this guy is wonderful. He started giving me a car to drive. It's good to make quality. I am not telling you things that are update. I am telling you that value your life and if you do, let it guide the decisions that you make. You are not a city broken down without words that people walk in anyhow and demand for anything from you and you give it to them. And all around you, they are misbehaving and you are opening your door also because you have inferiority complex. You cannot say no. When people cannot say no, it is because they have complex. That, that's all. If you believe in who you are, you can damn the consequences and say no to anybody, if need be. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So I had to leave. I had to go to that place. And I had to make all those decisions for myself. And you will always have choices to make. Yeah. The Lord is calling us. Every born of the sound of my voice. The future is huge. In five years time. Oh, my, you know, my wife left during the second service because First Bank was doing their 125th year anniversary and it was compulsive for all the managers so she had to go. And she told me that wow, they used one all. She said that you've been saying in church that Christians should rise. He said she was proud of Pastor Blessing Awoshika. Pastor Taiwo Dukoya was there. Believers were there. Even though the MD Force Bank is a Muslim, he was there. And Fountain Choir was invited to, to sing. It became, and Pastor Taiwo on his way said to my wife that, he said, can you see how Blessing made Jesus the center of this event? One woman one woman. So she got born again two weeks or so to her wedding. And she's been on fire since then. One woman. Beyond asking, when I say resources, I am talking about both spiritual and physical wealth. How much of it do you have? 
And what is your plan? So a wrong move in a marriage can keep you down. And now that you are not yet married, this is the best time. You have a future ahead of you. I've been sharing in the church, many people will rise from this place. I see owners of TV stations. You can have one that will beat CNN, even though you are in Nigeria. Are you hearing me? See, men have done great and married things. I told you one time, Pastor Chris, I mean, I'm proud of him for that. Or at one time on, C, on, on, on a TBN. TBN gave him the best production of the year to a church in Nigeria. They compared with TDJs, with Kefro Dollar, their video. Christ Mercy was on TBN then. Christ Mercy on TBN was clearer, was finer. They asked the man, do they do your production in America? He said, no, all our production is in Oregon here. When people step up, we are in the days of giants in Christ. People dreaming of great amenities and batting it. Is that what is moving you? Or cornering a girl in a bed? That is the one that is moving you. You have to ask yourself questions. Are you dreaming of a life that will affect millions? Look at what I've just said now. Napoleon Hill, he wrote Think and Grow Rich. He was not a Christian. Even when he was writing that book, he still said that staying off sexual stuff will help you build up yourself. From a guy, no wonder when he wrote the book, he became the bestseller in America. Do you see begin to get friends here and there? People should sit down and think. Don't waste energy. All the kings were going into battle. David sat at home. And from there, he saw a girl baiting herself. Everybody have a routine that works. What do you do? When they signed against Daniel, they went to his house and they were not disappointed. They found him praying morning, afternoon, and evening. These are the things on which great things will be built. I am telling you. I've listened to Philadro to one time before when he said that when he was doing the consulting stuff, he will pray for three hours every day. He said, I wasn't reading many books my colleagues were reading. Yet I was having offers more than all of them. My brother was working with Titan Pharmaceuticals then also and invited Vladimir to come and speak with them. He spoke for one hour and they gave him 14 million. And my brother all of them went to meet him. You know, they were angry. <laughs> because they were collected at the end of the month. <laughs> they will pay them 300. So one man came and he delivered a lecture for their staff and they gave him 14 million. 14 million for speaking for one hour. All you do is just speak for one hour in one month. You are richer than all those who are not in tie on the island and going from morning till night. But you see, the issue is that what do you put into that one hour? When people see people like that, your MD can come into office by 10 o'clock and sack all of you that came late by 8.15. You will say life is not fair, but what? remember, he is the one paying you. You don't know where it's coming from. He might be in office for one hour. But there are other things he's doing that is causing the money to come from where you are earning your salary. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. I see most of you rising. Like I said this morning, there is a way somebody will give you half a million. And when you leave, he will think he has wasted his money. There is a way somebody will give you five million. And he will think that, ah, I did not give enough. It's about value. You know that everywhere people give, those who give also have relatives who are in need. Money goes the way of value. And the more value you are put upon yourself, like the, the, I mean, the illustration I gave today, if your, your office is doing celebration and you want to invite a comedian, there are comedians that you pay 100000 and they are very happy. You yourself know, but there are other comedians in the same Nigeria. If your office wants to call them, you can't think of less than $1 million. The guy has not told you how much he wants, but you know you cannot offer him 100000 
Am I right? There are musicians that you cannot call. Let's say um, you are doing your sister's birthday and you want to call some musicians. There are some musicians you cannot call to come and play in your house. When you call them, you know what you are called. There are at least 2 million and above. And there are those that you call, you give them 100,000. You will even think that you are over giving them money. All of them will sing for 30 minutes each. It is called value. Where believers should put their attention now is that add so much value to yourself that there is no amount people will give to you and they will regret. Yes. My friend was, thank God. And first of all, he just experienced a, a broken relationship then. I brought him here to speak with some of us before. We're in the same secondary school. And you know, I work with great people. And now we live in the same estate also. He came here. You know, one day we sat down and he began to tell me his story. In this uh, 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 Land Cruiser. Lexus Land Cruiser. Or Lexus, Lexus, yeah. We're, we're, we're there. And we sat down inside the car. And he, he, that time the car was 15 million. That was some years. It's about 40 million now. And he brought it brand new. And we're talking inside the car. When we got to my house, I didn't feel like coming down. <laughs> so the gist continued. And you know, this same guy was in. This is my heart to you. Would you believe two, two years before then? One year, six months before then. He was in Ojota around K2 side. Sorry, K2. In a face me, I face you that they gave his younger brother. His younger brother was a copper salmon with local government around that area, and they gave him a place. Everything was so that he was into prop, he was into bringing in cars before, and he did some deals, and everything failed. This guy was already doing this as a young guy, 24, 25. I remember he wanted to buy a house in Oguru there, which he did, I think, for 65 million as a single guy. And then he, the business went back. He sold the house. So they collected all his capital. They collected his laptop from him. Even someone, this is why it's important how you treat people. I'm not saying um, overlook creditors and the rest, but be, uh, uh, or debtor, sorry, be, be careful. Another friend of mine, two of them actually, they were part of the people. They were working in a bank, then any 180. So in the time of a serious hardship, he borrowed money from them. One of them was one or two police to his wife, fellow Christian brother, and collected his laptop and everything. And he came to me. He was crying. One day, I was coming. I saw him at the front of White House. He coming down from Okada and dusting his shoe. It was my best man, my wedding. We, I had to pay for him to be released from police station to be able to be my best man. Because one of the creditors came to arrest him. Everywhere when somebody will arrest him. Because he was bringing a lot of cars on him. But somebody duped me from abroad and everything went like. And none of them gave me a chance. That, oh, he has imported four cars from our company before. And he didn't cheat us. But everybody went against him. Everything was so, so down. One day in the house in Ketu. You know, when you have been rich before. People will know. In the house in Ketu. Okada men were the people living. Even the brother couldn't stay there. So the brother gave him the key. So he was there. And the landlady, Elijah, came to the house. And she walked past him. She told her driver, said, tell the tenants when they are collecting money for electricity, let them not collect from this guy. And then I said, why, ma? He said, this one does not belong here. That is, that brought this guy here. He said, this guy I'm looking at does not look like one of these guys. He said, it must have been that life has treated him. That is why he's there. So he was there. But you know, he still had the suits. Many of the suits he brought them, Italy and the rest. He still had them. And things were just. And then one day, 
one of the old clients heard about his downfall and called him and said, they told me to look for a PA. He said, I know this is an insult, but I'm doing this because I love you. They said I should get a PA that they'll be paying 50000 my office. He said, I just want to help you. In your days, you could buy me. He said, but I was told of how down you are just to do something for you. Can you? I said, I don't mind. So come and be the PA. He said, don't do anything. Just let me register your name as the PA so they can be paying 50000 to your account every month. And he said, no problem. The first day he showed up in the office, one of the creditors saw him again and brought about eight more posts to the office. And the MD called that in the, in the history of this company, nobody brought police into this place. He said, who is that boy? He said, I don't want to see that boy again. So the man said, you know what? There's no problem. They will still be paying. He said, we have an office at Necker House here, opposite Fela Shrine. He said, we used to have an office there, but it's an abandoned office now. Just go and be resuming that. The MD did not say I should sack him. He said, he doesn't want to see him in the compound again. So go there. And I will still be paying. So he went there. He sat down and every day he will wear tie, he will wear shirts, and he will go out. You need to give yourself life. I said that way that you don't have a job does not mean you should stay at home and wake up 10 o'clock. A man of purpose does you don't do that. Can you remember when I spoke about that? Drive yourself, go do something. Let no woman here say yes to a guy who is not doing anything. He might not be a millionaire. He might not have a car. But is it a man moving? Moving. All you do is to watch him, watch him, watch him and do what you are watching the film. <laughs> oh, I have to stop. <laughs> we have to take questions. Are you... Is somebody with me? So, but let me end my friend's story and then I'll take... But are you, are you enjoying the story? Is somebody following me? Eventually. So it was there. Many of you know the person I'm talking about. And he sat down. He noticed that the office used to have a restaurant but shut down. And he would go there every morning trying to practice cooking. And then he went to buy a few books on how to cook. And then he started started like that. So he noticed that everybody in Necker house there will go out to some places around to go and buy food every lunch. So he wrote on a paper to all the offices. You don't need to go out to buy food again. I make food here. And everybody started buying from Ah, I spoke this morning. There's something called the anointing. These guys, one thing I will never forget. A righteous man can fall, but he will rise again. When this guy was, when he had money, he was a giver. He bought, he paid for my wedding. So that was how I to pay my wedding. He, he was a giver. A crazy giver. And when he was down, he didn't blame God or start blaming pastors. He just believed that I will rise again. He said, one of the days, on his birthday, in that face by face, he was lying down on the bed. Now he's from a Muslim family, so the brother is Muslim. So the brother came in, and the brother know, saw him. He didn't know, he didn't know how to cancel or what to say. So he brought a magazine of cars, Osmobile cars then, and he gave him the magazine of cars. He put it by his side on the bed and walked away, left the room and went away. So when he turned back, he saw the magazine, so he sat on the bed. And he began to look at that, those cars. So he said, somehow joy came back. He left K2 and went to somebody selling car and uh, Pangu, and then he went to price that car. He sat inside it and he said, I will come back very soon and pay. And he left. As he was cooking, everybody started buying from him. By the time he was getting to know in the main office, he had he, the guy singularly resuscitated the kitchen, and it became the main kitchen there. I actually visited the place. 
Sanusi was the governor of CBN. Then CBN came to have a training in Necker House. They paid about 6,000 per plate for about 400 staff. Morning, afternoon, and evening for about four days a conference. It's not, see, many times we, we wanted to do program in the church. I would be like, I can't call my friend. His class. <laughs> because his own food is about 10,000 per plate. So when we want to do program in the church, we, that one is for, so he has, even though I know that he, will, he might say he's doing it for 2,000 for us or 1,000, but I'm not that kind of person that we bring down someone's price because of, no. The honor is a no that thank God for him and don't try to. I get what I'm saying. If you see, if, if you invite him to come and uh, do your, your, your stuff now, when you see his boys alone, you will understand that you cannot pay them 1,000 per plate. When you're talking about Senator Adena, he just started receiving contracts like that. Every contract. And one day, he made so much money, he walked out on his legs and he drove back Land Cruiser, brand new. And he said, this is my dream. And now the houses, the day I went to his house, I was shocked. Back again, again. And now he's married to such a wonder. It was in that neck as he was selling food to everybody. That a young lady that was a copper, not knowing that the lady's uncle is a senator and the rest of it, she came to Sam in one of the offices in Necker. She started buying food from him, and then they were buying beyond food, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> she recognized right there, and he told me one day, he said, if this girl came after I brought the Land Cruiser, I would have a doubt. He said, but I saw that she loved me. When I was in that office, still selling to the people around, the young girl just saw that this man is moving. This man is moving. When the anointing comes upon what you do, what people are buying from 15,000, it is true. Remember that David did not, uh, uh, he didn't change his catapults. He did not change the instrument he was playing. But now he was playing for Saul, who will pay any amount. Yes, all the lawyers who are collecting bail, my mom worked in Icon. She was chief registrar for Icon for many years. Lawyers were always begging her for money. They made me lose interest in law. Auntie that was on all those days. So lawyers were just they were living on collecting bail from people. They are lawyers, but they are also lawyers that when you go to the office, you will know that a case fifty million will come out, and we will give them fifty million and beg them with it. You understand what I'm saying? And they are both lawyers. You know that the person driving the president. It's not better than the driver driving down for. In fact, the one driving the president, he, he has a little work to do. You are being led in a convoy. But if you drive down for in Oshodi, and then it's all around all those areas. But how much is the president's driver collecting? Somebody flying Delta and somebody flying Donald Trump, all of them are flying planes. But see, there are levels. When, the, when God puts his hand on what you are doing, the equation changes. Young men and women, seek for this and we did that today. Let this blessing start manifesting in what to do before you go for romance. Make sure that there is something between you and God. God said this to Abraham, Adam as a single person. Receive the blueprints of your life as a single woman and man. Once you know, it will be very easy for you to eliminate anybody. A guy might be a billionaire. You look at it just like you don't fit into my life. This is where I'm going. Maybe by now, the Lord is already telling you, you just know that in the next 10 years, you will be channels in, in Lagos. Uh, you know that in the next 10 years, 
you are the best, you are the most popular TV personality. Present, you already know. So as you start joining towards it, anybody that does not align to what you are, you know that. See, guy, you are nice, you are wonderful, but I cannot date you. You don't fit into where I'm going in life. Somebody cannot be going to VI and be following somebody going to Korodu. There are two heads. You don't get what I've just said now. Hallelujah. Anybody can rise from anything, regardless of what you do. You can. You can. That's my challenge to the people today. This is where we should put our attention. This is what you should do. Amen. Stay away. Don't give your body out anyhow. Stay away. Men love, if you're in a relationship here, love the lady so much that you protect her. Love her so much. Yeah, in some cases, in some women that demand for sex and all those things, love her also so much as a man to say no. Just say, see, we are in for something deeper than this. When we are joined on the altar, we can resume that. But we are in for something deeper. Let's not eat our bread in the morning. If we do, we are being irresponsible. Tell the person, let's not eat our bread in the morning. This is not time for this. Compatibility begins from the spirit. The soul will follow. The body will follow after you are joined. That is the order. And that was how God created man. He created man's spirit first. Male and female created in them. Then he gave man the body. In chapter 1, God created man. Let us make man in our own image. And the Bible says God is a spirit. So, John chapter 4, verse 22, God is a spirit. So, what he created was a spirit. It's on chapter 2, he took uh, clay and he molded man into man. Follow the same thing also. So, let there be compatibility in the spirit force. That means the two of you are working in what this, you know that these anointings are working in your life, both of you. Then, at, your, at the soul realm, you are compatible. Your reason alike, and the way you look alike, you are planning, you have the same purpose. Then, let your body follow after that. It will be a sweet union. And when you are together in the house, no sex, nothing. As in when you are married, even when you don't feel like there, there are more things going on between the two of you. You are, you are flowing. You can talk. You can flow. This is it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know I've attended weddings before? The way they look at each other, I see that they are angry. I mean, like, sorry. <laughs> are you being forced to marry? Say I do, I do, I do. <laughs> you know, you can see that they are not very happy. And you wonder if you are very broke, too broke. Not in all cases, you can. If you are too broke, and if if it's by your carelessness, it can begin to end the marriage at the beginning. There's a way you can live in a place that is upside down, that there's no joy. Yeah, never we kind of no gen. Everything is just upside down. As we are living together, the two of you are already angry. Things are not the way they should be. But there is a way you can build yourself. And when you bring somebody into your life, all you guys that are here, this is your best moment if you are not married. Be a solid Christian. Can I say to you, be a mighty giver in the kingdom. Be a life transformer. Help people raise life. Make sure that things are going. If a woman visits your house for the first time, let her do what Queen of Sheba did to Solomon. Let her salute. Even if it's a room BQ, how neat the places, how neatly arranged your clothes are, and how everything is in place. Let the excellent spirit you have shown in everything around you. You don't put your box out on the door and your shoe behind. Are you hearing me? And as a woman, when a man comes close to you, let him go home with his head swelling. That wow. 
she's so quiet in the church, so she's this mighty. Number one, is 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 you know, is shocking him that he brought 1998 Camry, and you are not saying anything. He does not know that you drive Range Rover, and you are not showing it until one day he says, "Caught you to the car." And you know, as he's following you, and you're walking towards the range, and you want to pull the key, stops. He says, Sorry, <laughs> is that your, your car? I say, Oh, it's okay, that's my car. You see, he will lose his. <laughs> Hallelujah. What, you, you, this story went viral online. You read the guy that uh, was uh, trying to ask out a lady, always mopping the floor and everything. And she ended up actually offering him a job. He was the MD of a company. He was shocked when he discovered. You can do, you can, you can do things. The first generator they bought at Rejection Camp was 25 million a generator. It was a girl of 25 years old that bought it. Padibu said, when the guy, when the lady came to me, Padibu said, I'm sorry, it is not I better pass my neighbor we are talking about. Because they announced Jane and he was going to his office and young girl said, I'm sorry. And he said, what can I do for you? He said, what to announce uh, that the generator, Padibu laughed and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> you think it's a better, a better person I want to buy? He said, sorry. Say now, now to that, sorry, dear. We are talking about a mighty generator of 25. He said, yes, I heard, sir. And he gave me a check. Jesus Christ in his church, we need guys like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need guys like that. We need guys like that. We need guys like that. This is wonderful. You train yourself that way. You know, because I go around preaching. Sometimes I stay in the hotel. As I'm coming back from preaching in the night, you just see girls almost naked in the hotel. Turning, I mean, it has happened both Nigeria, UK, everywhere. They turn the hotel to... My friend came one day and he said that. He came with his wife. He said, how do you do this? They said, these things are not affecting you. I said, it's what the Lord has trained us for. Your purpose is more important. I said, I don't see all that. You walk into your room and lock the door. And you are ready. You are thinking about the next thing to do. So you don't even have time. For all these things. It's very important. This is how to be great. We, we need young people like this. Let it be that in the next five years, your names are known by everybody in Nigeria. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Do I get a little careful nowadays because of the way people are setting up pastors and the rest? I used to do that a lot then. I will go to a hotel. It might be the reception. Somebody, I will look for somebody. And I will help the person and prove a point that a man can give you money or help you without asking for anything. Many of them are trying to be nice and they are expecting the next thing. I'll just be like, no. Maybe I'll hear somebody talking about the father. Oh, she wants to send money to her father. I say, okay, well, take this 40 can give your father and walk away. And the person will see you two months and they are surprised that he didn't come, he didn't say anything, nothing. I pick somebody on the express, but I don't do that very often now again. And to come back, so I said, the way you are standing is dangerous. And she was in my car. She was hoping that I would say the thing. I was like, we got her boat and I dropped. I said, bye bye, God bless you. She was standing looking. And I, so she looked for me after that. And now to her, I said, You are not used to a man helping you and not asking for anything. She was shocked. And I'm going to talk to her about Jesus Christ. Why don't you pick guys who will, who will change all these things? And many times also, I've tried to pick somebody. One day it was raining. And there were about two, three girls standing under the run and then also like that. That's about seven, eight years ago. And I slowed, I just fell for them. And I said, where are you going to? And they're like, eh. <laughs> I said, stay there. May the rain beat you well. Stay. I said, eh, stay, stay. <laughs> but as I was going, I said to myself, well, it's not their fault. 
they have to protect themselves. Maybe they've been around people who are taking advantage. Because people, once they help a woman, you know the next thing that is following. Let's redefine all these things and change our world. God bless you. Can we take questions now? Oh, I spoke for so long. The Lord is my strength. Um, yes, I love questions. It's always interesting. It's the best part. Please ask questions that are... You are free to ask any question, please. Amen. Okay. Let's welcome Pastor Abby. Let me welcome Pastor Joshua also. P. Josh, come. Come, my friend. Amen. Hallelujah. Come, Pastor Money. Let's put our seat up for Pastor Money. I will not. It's your husband around, but I'm not inviting him. I'm not sure he's a Christian, so <laughs> I'm sure of your own salvation. So let's, let's invite Pastor Money. Pastor David, <laughs> don't worry. We'll invite you when you are born again. <laughs> no, sit down. Sit down. They want, they want you to sit here. So that they can, you can face them. Please sit here. Sit here. We invite your husband when he's saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where's Pastor David? Is that the, okay? The Lord will save you very soon. So. He will come and save you. He will come and save you. <laughs> okay, see. Hallelujah. They are going to have, see. Okay. See, all of them are wonderful people. I am a pastor. They are all pastors. Also, Pastor Joshua is a great man. He works with Philip Consulting. He's a, big, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. I mean, he trains managers of banks, and he's a big boy, very big boy. Pastor Moni is with Zenith Bank. She's a big girl. <laughs> Pastor Abby is with First Bank. She's a big girl. <laughs> Actually, all our female pastors are bankers. It's wonderful. So, out of all the pastors in the church, I'm the only illiterate. <laughs> they are wonderful. They are awesome, and I'm learning from them. They are very brilliant. Let's read. So, show you can project some, and if you want to raise your hand, there are mics all over. They will give it to you. So, good evening, everyone. My fiance love language. Love language is physical touch. So she always has her hands on me when talking, which I'm okay with. But the challenge is that she hugs me too tight. Sometimes it turns me on. I don't want her to feel unlike herself around. To feel unlike herself around me. Please, how do I manage this? You have to discuss with her. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, somebody argue there's nothing wrong, but if the org is creating fire under, you might need to explain to her that, please. Um, see, okay. Hallelujah. So, just uh, discuss with her. She can actually uh, help you out in the sense that maybe she doesn't argue too tightly against you, you are married, and that's very easy to deal with. Just as little idea, when I say don't want me to, it's not that I don't love it, just because I, I don't want problems. So, explain. What is romance? What are the things to discuss and romantic things to do in courtship? Uh, you can tell how beautiful she is. You can tell her, you can hold her, hold aunt, you can, okay. See. <laughs> you guys are attempting me. So, you see, when we have the real the, the conference, I will talk about since we are not supposed to have said before, but how do you know 
when somebody is impotent and all those things. And how do you know when you are sexually compatible with somebody? And we go wrong. We talk about something, but that's not today. So, romantic things to do. Pastor Joshua, please let me answer. <laughs> Amen. He said, what is romance? What are the romantic things to discuss and to do in courtship? So how do you express romance in courtship? <laughs> how, how did you do your own? <laughs> so, <laughs> please answer okay. us. Okay. Um, all right. So which of the questions have I asked? <laughs> there are three questions. <laughs> all of them are, they are interlinked. Yes, answer the question yes. based on how you did yours. <laughs> okay, so, I mean... The wife is at the back, so I will ask her. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Go So, the truth is that um, what you are going to do in marriage, a lot of times, you begin to see some flashes of it when you're cutting, mm. right? So, how do you show romance in the courtship? <laughs> so... <laughs> So I know what to say. I'm thinking of the best way to say it and how to say it in a very short way. So I think it's going to show a lot in it's going to show a lot in giving to this person. And let me explain what I mean. So um, do you give your time? And I mean time in terms of even do you pray for this person? Do you what kinds of conversations do you have with this person? And as, can the person actually see that she's, he or she is, is going to be number one in your life after you get married? So maybe I should just share an example. All right? Um, when I was courting my wife, now she's someone who really likes gadgets and phones. I am the opposite. As long as it works, let it be fine. <laughs> I'm okay. Now, I rem- and why I'm saying so is because, you know, Pastor is here. <laughs> so she was very instrumental. So I discovered that my wife likes gadgets. She was using one very terrible phone that was about to die. So what I did was at that time, I was earning, I think, 100,000 naira per month. And the kind of phone she wanted... <laughs> was at that time, Board 5. I don't know if, if, if you don't know Board 5, then we know your age. So Board 5 <laughs> at that time. So that was what she wanted. And um, so what I did was I thought about it. I could not, based on the salary I was earning at the moment, I could not go to buy Board 5. It was 60-something thousand at that time. Now, she would understand, but I didn't tell her. So what I did was I spoke to Pastor Abby. Pastor Abby was very helpful. So Pastor Abby gave me some. So she wrote, you know, a banker's check. You know, it shouldn't bounce. So what I did was she paid for it, and I was paying monthly for it, and I got her that phone. Now, it looked like a phone, but it was beyond that. For her, it was more that I could study to see what she needed and try to see how I could feel it at that time. And the kinds of conversations we're having were conversations around the future, our family, we're looking at our values. And she could see that I could do anything for her at that time, right? And of course, so she knew that when we get married, it won't be a problem. And maybe 
So she's the one that can answer that question. So what is romance? Why you say what are the romantic things to do in courtship? Spend time with the person. Try to find out what the person likes. It is not unspiritual or it's not anti-scriptural to go and watch a movie if the person likes to watch a movie, right? But the important thing is that in the midst of all the movie, in the midst of all the going out to drink, in the midst of buying the gift, in the midst of all of that, and she could see that I could do anything for her at that time, right? And of course, so she knew that when we get married, it won't be a problem. And maybe, so she's the one that can answer that question. So what is romance? Well, you say, what are the romantic things to do in courtship? Spend time with the person. Try to find out what the person likes. It is not unspiritual or it's not anti-scriptural to go and watch a movie if the person likes to watch a movie, Right? But the important thing is that in the midst of all the movie, in the midst of all the going out to drink, in the midst of buying the gifts, in the midst of all of that, you must give the most important thing, which is a focus for the future. So for me, that is romance, right? So I don't know. Pastor Lam may have a better answer. <laughs> those, of, uh, those of us that are single, can we yes. uh, be romantic in relationships? Yes. Does it include kissing? So, this is the thing. The hugging, thing hugging, kissing, uh, squeezing. So, squeezing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just Pashala asking. has been deliberate asking me this. <laughs> no, I'm not saying so about you now. I'm yeah, I know. <laughs> so, the truth is this. I have a philosophy. It's a funny philosophy, but it's a philosophy built in the word of God. Um, there is this Yoruba proverb. It's funny that I can't really say it in Yoruba very well, but I know it in English. That what you are going to you eat in the night, don't stop smelling your sweeties during the day, right? There's a way they say it in Yoruba. So, yes, can you um, hug? Uh, well, I, I, I think you should. <laughs> well, I, I didn't have a problem with that. But I think what is even very important is that both of you must be very open to each other. So you see that hugging this person, being around. So there were some things I and my wife used to do. So when, so I had this job in Lekki then, and I had this self-contained apartment. So whenever she came around, the door of the room was opened. Really, did I trust myself? Uh, maybe I think I did, even though, yes, I, I mean, the chemistry was very high. <laughs> and trusted her. But the thing also is that you must also ensure that you got the perception Let, so, so that you won't be explaining that, no, nothing happened. Why were you even in that situation in the first place? So anything that creates that kind of environment, we avoided it deliberately. And that's because we spoke about it. So yes, should you hold each other's hands? Yes, we're going to watch a movie. We hold each other's hands. It's fine. Hug, fine. Kissing, if we started that, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a gradual process. <laughs> so whatever was going to cause us issues, well, we just told ourselves that, you know what, we are getting married, right? We love each other. When we get married, we will kiss all the kids we can kiss, and we do all of that. So why don't we just wait and do some other things like knowing each other really, and so that we do not allow those things to becloud our judgments and would interpret um, emotions, chemicals in our body as true love. Thank you so, so much. I hope you have answered the question. Let's move on. Um, as a Christian, who should take the lead in a relationship? I mean, who, whose duty is it to make sure that things aren't going downhill? Pastor Moni. Well, as a, as a Christian, who should take the lead? 
I think a relationship is what it is. It's um, it's a relationship. It's it's um, I'm looking for the word. Can I give us one more volume on the mic? Take it closer. Okay, go. Okay, relationship is will I say an agreement? Is something like a partnership? Thank you, sir. It's something that involves the two people. So basically, the two people should put in work. If it's going to work, then everybody needs to make it work. Amen. So it's the two of you. Two of you have that duty. Let's move on. If you have a question, you can raise one. If you want to openly ask yours without writing, they will get a mic to you. Just raise your hand if you want to. Yeah. And if somebody has no doubts, we start asking. If you are bold and you are not ashamed of your question, don't marry a girl who doesn't have a stable source of income. So I've always been told, I have a well-paid job but engaged to a guy who is a full-time pastor, not placed on salary at the moment. How do I cope with this marriage? Please, pastor, advise me from your experience. It bothers me. Ah, it's bothering me also. <laughs> yeah, pastor, maybe you want to say something about that. <laughs> okay. Okay, this looked like me, right? That question, right? I, I think so. Yes, it does. <laughs> it did. Really, actually. Okay, so don't buy a guy who doesn't have a stable income. So I've been told. I'll be well paid. The thing is, do you believe in his ministry? He's a pastor. Do you believe in that ministry? I'd also like to ask, is he... Uh, doing full-time pastor with somebody else yeah, or so. is the main person full-time pastor, pastor not placed on salary at, at the moment. moment do you believe in that ministry if you don't believe in the ministry you might not be able to face the challenges that would come because you might have to find yourself telling yourself that is your salary enough for the two of you for starters and that means you must be ready and willing to share, to commit everything you have into that relationship because you believe in that ministry. If you don't believe in the ministry, you have no business being in that relationship because you are going to be so frustrated because the salary might not come, you know, it's ministry. If you think that uh, it will come in two months, three months, four months, and one year, two years, and you are getting frustrated... They are not promoting you at work, so your salary is not even increasing. I you know full-time ministry, that means people will come and live with you. You understand? People will come and meet with, live with you, and you expect that salary, um, something should be coming up from that side. So if you don't believe in the ministry, and if you don't have a large heart, enough to stay and to wait it out, don't try it. You'll be frustrated. Amen. You'll be frustrated. Thank you so much. I will say something about that also from my own perspective, just to buttress what she said. Now, it grieves me that certain churches can do that to a young man. I don't mean to. I don't know, I don't know who has this one. I don't know the denomination your husband belongs to. But as a person, I am totally against this kind of arrangements. Where a young man is told to work for a church and the church is not paying him anything. I, when it comes to that, I can get a little, is the geo not being paid? Now, that's not a good arrangement. So, but it's up to you and him to talk. Like Pastor Abby said, if you trust him with that kind of decision, fine. But if not, but from a pastor's perspective, that's not a good thing for a ministry to do. 
to call a young man to starve with you and to give him no salary. That is wickedness. That's totally wrong. So you and your guy we have to talk whether that is the kind of ministry he wants to serve under. The Bible says a workman is worthy of his wages. If he's working with the church, the church ought to pay him. But to ask him that he's working and they're not giving him anything and he wants to bring you into his life, the two of you have to sit down and really, really talk about it. Amen. Yeah. Even in, the, in, in Catholics where fathers, even fathers who don't marry, the church, they take care of them. So to ask you, I mean, it's painful. It's, I've seen this scenario many times. Honestly, it makes me want to cry at times. When you ask a guy that is 27, 26, come and walk in the church, and then he's working for God, and nobody's paying him. The rest of it that have employed him, are you not being paid? It's not a right thing to do. That is chancing somebody using him. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. So you might need to talk with him that he doesn't want to be in that kind of ministry. You need to talk. If need be, you might go and see the senior pastors together. Really. If you love the position, you need to know where are you taking this guy to. And if you notice that he's so much into that church and you don't believe in such, then please peacefully move. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Please let somebody let me shut that door. How can one know his or her purpose in life? That's a whole message. Another day. Uh, you, you can ask them for one of the messages on purpose. It's not something we can say in one minute. Purpose is regardless. Sometimes the, financi- the financial demands from a guy in wedding can be overwhelming. From a guy? From a guy in wedding can be overwhelming. Okay, they are what they are demanding from a guy. I've tried. I thought you said that a guy demanding. I've tried, I've, I've tried hard to run from Igbo ladies because of this. But I keep finding myself attracted to them. How much money do I need to settle down? Now, I understand the sincerity of this person. This is a very serious question, really. People don't say that out, but inside people say they calculate things. Some tribes make unusual demands that can be very... That although it's not everybody in that tribe also, yeah, there are people in Igbo who don't ask for anything from anybody. But there are those... Even there are people in Yoruba who will trouble you and ask for things. Well, um, again, it's a discussion between Pastor Money started on that note, relationship with partnership. You know what to have. I believe the woman you want to marry, she knows what to have also. Okay, I will tell you this story, and I hope everybody is hearing this. Um, it happened to somebody that my friend, uh, somebody, a friend of my friend, or something like that, and they demanded so much from them when they were getting married. I mean, they almost broke into two. And they, they gave all their money to the people in the village of the girl. But they were angry. The moment they got married, they both vowed that they would not give one cover to somebody from the village. The uncle, who was the head of the family, the day his son came to meet them in Lagos and passed a night in their house because he came to write interview. When he was going the following morning, they gave him breakfast. They didn't give him one naira. So the uncle called from village. My son came to you. He couldn't even give him transport fee. And it was the wife that spoke. He said, you collected the money from us before our wedding. Go and spend it. <laughs> and he told her, that I let nobody from village call me for anything money. He said, I was there when you were squeezing everything out of my husband. That none of you asked us where we'll be living after the wedding. None of you asked us about our car. All you were asking for. They were made to pay over four million. Yes. They were borrowing to pay. 
Because one uncle demands were made, be made do this. So, see, if it is too much for you, the woman must be by your side. You must find a way to meet the family and explain to them that say, this is what we have. And that's all. If it doesn't work that way, maybe you can not done a little thing. You have a little more money or marry someone that will not demand that much. Amen. Do you know that if this thing is not handled very well, you can begin to hate your in-laws before the marriage. And it will affect your unity when you are married. How do you see somebody, the money you are saving to get a rent, they, they are collecting everything from you. Now after your wedding day, you are scotting with your friend and you know that you could have gotten a place for yourself. When you see people like that in your house, how do you react? There's no way you won't get angry. Now you can later forgive with the love of God. But something inside will just be like, I mean, I don't understand. So, oh, we are taking just popcorn and water. Mazumawa, no, next time, it should be something better. Please. Amen. So, I understand your question, please. Talk with the lady you want to marry. And somehow you said that you'll be meeting Igbo ladies. Pray for the Igbo lady that's not demanding. Not all of them. You can move to Yoruba also, and there can be a Yoruba that the family will demand also. I have sat down with a man and a woman before. when the mother came to see me and she was complaining bitterly that the husband's family are not dropping enough money. They nearly put a stop to the marriage because of this. She said on their because she said she was doing a big party for all her friends. And the husband, the groom said that, sorry, my father and my mother are not very rich. We are not planning a big party. He said, all I have is 700k and I will get 400k more from my uncle making 1.1 million. I will drop it for the, he said, I will drop it for your family, the bride's family. He said, so my family dropped 1.1. Maybe if you guys drop 1 million, 2 million is enough for our party. But the mother of the bride wanted to do an elaborate. He said, no, that they should drop about 2.5. And the guy said, sorry, I don't have that money. That you are the ones bringing people, your friends. My parents are bringing only a few people. And they, so, it's something you talk about. Amen. How long should a woman be the backup for the family when the man is down? A case study of a man losing his job and not getting one within six months or more. Mm. Um, let's go again. Josh. <laughs> How long should a woman be a backup when a man loses his job? Okay, so um, this is what I'm going to say. Now, you see, when two people get married, both of them are They're in covenant with each other. Meaning that the man is the woman, the woman is the man. I, I believe you understand what I'm saying. So they are one. And the Bible was not plain when he said that. Now, if, in, if this ever happens, such that the man loses his job, for me, the issue is not the man losing his job. The issue is the attitude of the man who has lost his job. Right? So how long? Well, the truth is that I mean, I, I think there is really no science around it yeah. because, <laughs> well, we cannot predict how long he will be without a job. Yeah. But what is he doing? Right? The woman can be the one working and all of that, fine. But is he deliberately going out to look for a job? Is he doing other things? Because it's not only a job that can earn you money. Basically, because this backup they are talking about is financial backup, right? <laughs> so it's not only working somewhere that can earn you money. Are you seeing that deliberateness? And is he appreciating his wife for everything she's doing? So, I mean, and are both of them agreeing 
on him getting a new job. So, I mean, for me, those are the key issues, not necessarily him losing his job. It happens, and it can happen, and it's fine if it does happen. But the most important thing is the attitude of the man and the attitude of the woman, too, when all of that happens. Because So, this is marriage. So, understanding that we are in this together, so what are we going to do? The man should, in the case, so he should be supportive. And yes, maybe he can, might not be able to provide the finance, but what are the other things you can do to ease the burden from the woman? Is she going to still come home at night, cook? You expect her to still sleep, both of you um, make love. You expect that she's the one taking care of the kids. You expect she's the one going to wash the toilet. And you just sit in the sitting room. You are watching TV saying because you lost your job. That now becomes irresponsibility. Right, so the there was the attitude of the man, and there is nothing. And I must say this: and I've, I've tried it with my wife over and over again, and it's always worked in different situations. Can if both of them, I can assure you, if both of them should sit down and agree, there is nothing as powerful as the agreement between a man and a woman who are married. So if both of them should agree, that this how long it will be collapsed by his speed, <laughs> the man will get another job or another opportunity would open up for him that would make him to be able to provide financially for the home. So that, that's my perspective. Hallelujah. I have two questions um, from ladies' perspective and also from the help seat. I always wonder because what you said today is almost like you are playing the tape of my life. You know, and because I always question myself and I always ask people, why is it that ladies in Africa or probably in Nigeria, they have this mentality that financial responsibility is majorly or should majorly lie on guys. Now, I always tell my friends that if you see a relationship going on fine, it's just because the guy is still doing the calling. The moment a guy stops calling, in most cases, the relationship will go down. So what, what, what's the question? All right, the question is, why is it that African or Nigerian ladies, they believe financial responsibility lies on demand? Number one question. Number two, why is it that Nigerian guys... They hate intelligent women. If you are successful, <laughs> and if a lady is successful, they feel threatened, kind of. And they hardly move close to them. They hardly, you know, I don't know. So, as in that two questions, uh, I want you to just do justice to that. God bless you, sir. All right. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Do you, is that true that men hate? That's interesting. Okay, uh, let's put it this way. The first question, I think I, I will answer that. Not all Nigerian ladies are like that. Some are like that, some are like that. Then number two, it's not limited to Nigeria. All over the world, generally speaking, majority tend to think that the man should carry, at least majority believe that the, more, the greater part of the financial responsibility rests on the man. It's like that in Europe. It's like that in America. It's like that in Africa. It's like that everywhere. So in every society, you have ladies who believe so, and you have those who don't. Those who do are always more than those who don't. No doubt about that. So you are correct. But it's a universal thing. So, and it's because they are ladies. That's why. 
So, it's a, more like from every culture, it is believed that a man, and a man is the head, is supposed to be so, actually. So, it's normal. If it's not too much and if it's not too tilted, but the man is the provider. But most important, that's what the Bible says. If any man provide not from his, for his own house, not if any woman is worse than so. So, from culture, from Bible, from everything, more demands are laid on the man than the woman. So, that, that's it. Uh, and then the second one, well, I don't know. Pastor, maybe you say something about that. Guys. <laughs> okay, so the second one is about, he said something about Intelli- men not yeah. liking intelligent, intelligent yeah. ladies. African okay, men. African like men. Okay, that's, okay, it's his opinion. So he's entitled to his opinion. But it's not entirely true because it depends on the self-esteem of the individuals involved. So you have men who are timid, you have ladies who are timid. You have ladies that if a guy that is doing well should walk up to, even when they know they should say no, they are busy thanking God that, or even them, that thank God that this guy is seeing them. You understand? So he's on the side. And then we have men who will see ladies that are doing well and go like, I can never pass the test. So it's a self-esteem thing. So let's deal with our self-esteem if we have such issues. But it's not a general thing. It is not general. Hallelujah. Thank you. See, I found that to speak to all the guys, success gives you confidence in life. Success and knowledge. Knowledge. You might not, I told you now that Pastor Bakari's wife did her university schooling abroad. Pastor Bakari at 18 was not even wearing slippers. He was doing houseboy with a family and then he, he managed his way into really like, remember, the wife was abroad all through that time. But when they got together, in five years, he overtook Ada when she was living in London for all her years. Hotels that she could not get to, a local way from Abel that was the one paying their way into that and organizing dinner in the same place. He said something that when he went to the wife's house, one of the first few times he went there, there was one young guy that brought Mercedes Benz and Park. That, that was the car of the day then. And the wife told Pastor Mark, he said, Tunde, I want to go and see my friend house. And he said, he told her, if you go, this relationship ends. Because I know what the guy is looking for. And the wife sat down again. I want to say to all the guys, even if you are still waiting for your financial uh, money to come and everything, what do you have that is working for you? How knowledgeable are you? Can you have a discussion? Can you be inside, let's say by chance, aeroplane with, that, uh, 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 with Adenuga, with Bill Gates, with all these people? Are you broad enough to sustain a discussion with them? Or you don't know... You don't know what, or you don't know what to say. Knowledge gives you confidence. See, if a woman is a multi-millionaire and you know what she does not know, I'll give you an example. Two guys used to be in this church. They've left now. They, they located, and I remember that they broke up. The lady went back to her church, and then well, she used to come once in a while. But the guy was attending this place. The guy never went to school. He started a business in Computer Village, and he was making money. Now the girl read economics, so she was doing her masters. She said her father met the guy. The first time the father met the guy, the father fell in love with the guy. By the time they were meeting, the guy had been to several countries. Why she had, she never traveled once. The first time she was going to travel, it was the guy that told her how to apply. This one, that one. When the father of the girl saw the boy, he said, she told the girl, I've always said that none of my children will marry a non-grad. They said, but this guy, because the, anything about international news, 
He, can, he will sit down with the father that, no, 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 no. They said that, no, uh, this is the state of the economy of America right now. The father was asked, if you send your child to read this course, this course will not work right now. That in America, now those who are getting jobs are those who are doing, like I'm to see that China is overtaking. He reads a lot. The girl told me, he said, honestly, sir, he said, I don't know half of what he knows, even though I'm a graduate. Because what is the idea of school service? Is it not that we sit down in class and they are giving us books and writing things on the board for us? So, if you are, if you, knowledge gives you confidence. If you know, you know. That's the truth. See, when you go to a place and you are, you are saturated with knowledge, you are not arrogant, but you know that you know something. So when people open their, people are assessing you, when you sit down, there are guys who have never been to uh, the Forward University, but they can tell you eating etiquette. They can show you how to eat. You know, the French style is different from English style. And different from, the, all of them, are, they can tell you all those things. They are very vast. That you will not know except they tell you that I'm not a graduate. I've met about four people like that in my life. When we heard that they were, not, we're shocked. You'll see their library. What is it that you want to say that they will not out-talk you on? So, you, your education looks even very useless when you're around people like that. But there's nothing you say that they will not go beyond you. If a person that visits your family and he starts talking, your people will respect him. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if a guy is like that, you can ask out any lady. And remember, it is true that you must try to know more than your wife. So when you see that she's a very intelligent woman, you have to build up yourself very well. And I think the best people to marry are intelligent women. All these women are very intelligent. Because they will keep you running. Some people are traditionalists. They like women who are not very intelligent. Because they want to control them. Go and pan yam. And, you know, so all those things that they just dish out command. You come home and you say that, you say, we are just going to buy land in Lekki. You must have a wife that can ask you intelligent questions. So, how are we doing this? This is your salary. How do you think if you buy this, you will not affect the family? And you don't get angry. Why does it rough? You know, hey, no, no, don't talk, don't talk to me. You don't believe me when I'm talking. No. When they ask you a new question, you farabale answer. Defend your points. Okay, you see, you want to buy land. I don't carry pastor to the house. If I say the family wants to do something, she will question Okay, why are we doing this? Why are we buying this now? Why not this? Why not that? And you should be able to defend your point one after the this is why we are doing this. Not like, hey, are you asking me? Are you asking me? Who is the head of the family? If you start asking about who is the head, that means you are not the head. <laughs> Do you say that? Can't you see I'm a boy? Don't you know I'm a male figure? I'm a male. Then we should suspect you. We need to take you to get gents to check you very well. Because if you are a man, you should know. If you are the head, it should be obvious. You don't need to say that, don't you know I'm the head of this family? As the head, as the designated authority of the house. <laughs> no, constituted authority of the house. Amen. All right, so <laughs> my relationship with a guy started off with sex. I like people that are honest. Wait, two years ago, although not regularly, when I changed short to HOD, I couldn't continue anymore. I love HOD. And he's trying to adjust to this. Now, the problem is that I find it so hard connecting with him. He is doing all he can, but I just find it difficult to connect on a deep level with him. Our wedding is set. What do I do? Pastor Money. <laughs> because yeah. even me, I don't know what they will do. <laughs> <laughs> do 
They don't get the okay. question. Okay, uh, yes, I'm trying to read she it was always, again. She was having sex with some, getting sexually... Okay, and she yeah. changed churches yeah. and um, she doesn't want to continue with that anymore. Yeah. And he's now, trying to adjust to it. And well, I I honestly don't think um, they should be talking about a wedding right now because a wedding is not um, is not an event. Mm. It is the beginning of a lifetime. So it is it's it's not like okay, we're already planning a trip to Australia. And you know you're going to come back from Australia. But you're talking about being married to this person. So I think a wedding should not be on the table right now. No, they shouldn't be talking about a wedding. If they even need to give each other time, a definite time that, okay, can we give each other like three months, six months, and then after six months or three months, we'll both come back and look at this if we really need to go ahead. Very wonderful. So to that person... Hold on, on, just hold on. We are not saying pull out or anything. Hold on. Wedding dates can be shifted. You can say, that, okay, tell the two families we are not getting married right now so that the two of you can actually look, look at it. But I know how it's like um, you were having sex with somebody, then you realize on the world, God, this is wrong. Now you are pulling back, and somehow the flow is not there again with the person. Um, this is the person you are going to live the rest of your life with. So if I need to pause for six hours, six months, sorry, to be sure that my future is secure, then that waiting what's it. So please pause and wait. Is it advisable to do love across the ocean and then marry? What if you meet and marry and discover that the love across the ocean was not real love? And you are saying across the ocean. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, you know, in the days so we, have, we have internet and everything now, people, in as much as I am not saying God, but this is me. Be careful of online love. It's, it, it has destroyed many homes. You are going to find out. I was in my office one time, and somebody had got the person to speak to me, and the husband is over there. He can't come back to Nigeria. It's a complicated issue. I think I've said it before. They stopped him from, you know, himself and the lady arrived there, and immediately the, the American, uh, once they get to the immigration in America, they separated the two of them. They even arrested the girl, actually. Then deported her to Nigeria and put a five-year ban on her visa. She cannot enter Nigeria. She cannot enter America for five years. Then the guy, they held him there because, and then they said they cannot come to Nigeria for five years. Now, they travel the week after they are married. That means they will not see each other for five years. No matter what. They can't leave America for five years. And by the time, because they, you know, when people, they wanted me to pray. So a lady came back to Nigeria. She came to see him. And they, by the time they were getting, they were going to get, I mean, he's been there. She later found out that he was married. He married to get paper, married white woman. And he found out here also that, you know, when they did their wedding, they even used limousine. Also, that the man that got them limousine and that gave them five million for their wedding was the girl's boyfriend. My friend, yeah. And all those things were coming out. By the time they saw it, because when they came to Nigeria to do the wedding, they were doing online stuff. So when they came to Nigeria, some weeks to the wedding, and they started meeting, but it was too late. The cards were out. Even though if I was the one, I was still polite. When the cats were out, and they couldn't, then they discovered that this, oh, they gave her the past that was. And she too discovered that you too, you are not clean. You didn't tell me that you were staying with your Yibo woman there to get, you know, it was a very messy situation. And see, I love the girl. When she came to talk to me, she said everything. She said, is it true that I was going out with myself? Yes, said, but I stopped. He said, but truly the man gave us five million for the wedding and all those. She told me all those. He's a big man in Lagos. So she said all those things and but the guy will just get it. So sometimes, see, 
life is so important. Think of your children. Think of your future. I know there are ladies in Nigeria. They are excited about the fact that somebody is abroad and they want to go and marry you to the person. There are people who have left this church because I spoke to them. At least I know about two in particular. I just counsel them that, my dear, you want to go to America because your cousin told you there's a guy. Now you talk to the guy online every now and then and he wants you to come over and he said that they will do that thing. And he's coming home just a week to do the wedding and to take you off. And when I told her, told her, told her, she got angry. She left. There are two of them. You know, she got angry, she left. And I told her that she said, uh, you know, from the same hometown in the east, this one. And I told her, I said, my dear, be careful. That talk with elders in your village. People will not allow this to happen. She said she just wanted to go. And she talked to her parents into it and all those things. See, all those things, when you are desperate like that, you are getting into trouble. Yeah. I've seen a Yoruba girl who did the same thing also. So sometimes young ladies are so impressed by guys in Germany, a guy is in China, a guy is in this one, and you want to go. You don't know the person you are getting married. I will forever suggest to you as a pastor, whoever will come and appear for one week and marry you, I am not there. I will never. I am not there. Either if I, am, if I can pay your way to go to America, stay in a friend's house and be seeing him every day to know everything around you. I have asked a lady before, do you know his uh, Facebook uh, stuff? Do you know him on Facebook? No. Do you know this? And she defied my order. She went to her to me. I said, well, no problem. I don't, I'm not a that gives social. I don't mind this or my dad. I don't do that. I said, but I'm counseling sister. This is dangerous. You don't know the person you want to marry. How can somebody come on Monday and marry you on Saturday and take you away on Monday? It's, it's very funny. Facebook is fake. Everybody present their best. So, we should be careful of sort things. Please. Amen. Okay, he wants to read one. Alright, there are two questions here. What advice do you have for a Christian single sister who is engaged to a Christian who is a divorcee? In brackets, his wife left him for another man. And two, what advice do you have for his for singles engaged who live in separate locations and see twice in a year? I think the second question is similar to what you just answered. If I, you are I still think seeing, at least it's okay that you are seeing. Yeah. Just all we are saying is that it's possible the person might be where you might be here. Just make sure you are seeing, you know each other, you know the person very well. Not that it's unlikely when you don't know. How much of the person you know is what we are saying. Do you know the person very well? Have you been to his house? Do you know who his friends are? Do you know where he lives? Do you know what he does? That's what we are saying. Amen. And for the first one, yeah, the church of Christ is divided on marriage and divorce, but I don't have it. If a person's wife leaves, if truly the wife left, she was the one that she left him, she went away, she stopped the marriage, and now he's single, and um, after some years he wants to remarry. Honestly, personally, I have no objection to that. I cannot. I have seen situations. I have seen situations. I was close to one brother one time like that. The same thing. He went to. He made. It, it was. It wasn't really strong. It wasn't strong Christian. Then he went to a foreign country. He met this lady. He did not know that she actually came to do Aristo there. They arranged her way into that country for Aristo, and because this young guy was working and everyone was smiling on on him, she came into his life, and they got married over there in Europe. Only for him to discover that, wow, she was something else. She started bringing some other men to the house. Yeah. 
They got me involved with the case. I spoke with the lady and she told me point blank that, you know what, I'm tired of the marriage, I'm leaving. And the guy said, fine, if she wants to go, even me, I'm tired also. And they separated, the, the two of them separated. So if that kind of guy, after some years, says, I want to remarry, well, I cannot say, uh, you must not remarry, you must stay with that prostitute, because that was what she told. Later she was declaring her true identity. The mistake, the guy already made the mistake, he jumped before looking. But with people's mistakes, should he hunt them forever? So when a child says people should not remarry, I want to check very well that under what condition. I want to, I can't go into theology. The word Paul spoke about that, that if the unbeliever is willing to depart, he said you are not under the law. I believe that applies to unbelievers. It applies to, you understand what I'm saying? The principle there is that if one party says I'm not staying again, you can't force the person to stay. So that is why I said the church is divided on this. A part of if you look at theology, and some believe that Paul said, once a party wants to go, let the person go. Just make sure you are not the troublemaker, you can remarry. Some are saying that, no, what Paul is saying, that somebody can go, you still don't, rem- don't remarry. It's a tough question. The, it's a global war among Christians. But you see, um, Paul ended by saying that God has called us to peace. And later I said that God did not call us into bondage. It is true. So to say a man should stay forever like that is bondage. About some four weeks ago, a lady came to my office. Somebody invited her to church. Just said, this is my second time in church. Can I speak with her? I said, yes. When they were 25, they got married. And the guy traveled abroad. He said, the first he just stopped calling. Two kids. She was working in a bank or so here. She paid for him to go and do masters abroad. Some women have done good things. And people have paid them. See, guys who do that, you will suffer. <laughs> Make a woman collect her money, do all those things. Are, it, is, it is better. If you have no plan of marrying a woman, tell her from her Levi. But to collect her money, one of her friends, I don't know why. Then, you know, I blame someone so they don't listen to wisdom. If I mention her name, you know this one also. That she came to, she finished from law school here and she was saying on the island, she was my good friend. When she stopped coming around to see me, I just left her. She, she furnished an apartment for one guy. When the guy, they were printing IV out, the guy had promised her, he was lying to her. As if they went to see her people, see his people, we are doing the marriage, so she felt comfortable. So she was from the rich and she had money. She rented the apartment and furnished the apartment and she was working in Abuja. She got the apartment in Lagos for the two of them to be staying after my say, but you can be staying there now. So the guy stayed there and, and the guy brought another lady there and married another lady there. See, how, how can that kind of guy not suffer? And when she came and she was talking in tears, uttering terrible words, the other lady, they were even yet to marry there. No? The other lady was there planning to marry the guy. You saw what the guy did to a lady. You saw the lady cursing and speaking to the two of you and you are still with the guy. Some lady, they are here. It's, 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 you, are, you are there with the guy. No matter what the guy does to you in the future, you deserve it. You should tell him that, sorry, I'm sorry, I can't. If you are treating somebody like this. So you mean somebody paid for this house? Funny this house? You brought me in? And she's talking and you are not even showing any sense of remorse. I'm done. It means that you are callous. But you see, amen. Hallelujah. So sometimes, um, that's the, 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 Pastor Joshua, that's, uh, read the question again. We're talking about, um, I want to go back to the roots of what he said. Yes, the one with the, the divorcee. Uh, so, I want to say, 
in some cases. So it's a theological debate and it's going on. That's all I can say about that one. Um, but as for me, honestly, I don't have any objection. But please, it's important that you just ask very well. It's also that many times people lie. When they say my wife left, is it true? My husband left me. Okay, I was so the 25-year-old woman, she was talking to me just about four weeks ago. She had to travel to America to look for the guy. I found that he was living with a white woman. Not only that, he told that point blank when he got to the place in America, he said, I'm done with the marriage. Now she's now 28, two kids. For the man she paid his way to America, she's back. She asked me that question. She looked at me on my table before we said, Go, I bought to say, Pastor, are you saying I should not remarry? I looked at her and said, Wow. So that one has married over there and he said, Bye bye. What's she going to do? These are the things that the church, we should go back, pray to Jesus, and open the Bible again. Because we put yoke on people at times. So that's all I can say. Sorry, sir. In addition, I'll just, because when you say that the wife left, leaving is not the same thing as being divorced. Yeah. On the law, divorce must be conclusive. That means you have gone to a family court and the divorce papers have been signed and it's been deemed conclusive under law. So you need to be sure that this is done. The fact that somebody left, even if she leaves for four years, doesn't mean that they are divorced. They are just separated. They are still married. So you need to be sure of all of these things before you yeah. finally say you want to go ahead. Because it, it, it's, it's very true. Some men, their wives truly left, and now maybe they are working on divorce. But some other men, they sent her away. And they will tell you she left because they so when you come in, you find out that you are just another person they want to take and it's important. I've dealt with all these things before, really. Yeah. Okay. In a relationship where the ladies where lady has a mentality that nothing should be withheld from either partner. Is it proper for a lady to ask the guy what himself and his best friend discuss when they hang out? Uh, well, what what are you hiding? I, it's a two-way thing. I don't expect a woman to be question you day and night. Why are you outside? Why are you this one? At the same time, I don't think you should be hiding things from somebody you want to marry. So, if you and your friends are, if you don't have secrets to discuss, why can't you tell her? But on the part of lady also, why are you, why are you, why do you want to know what they are discussing? They be faint. They can be talking about, if you are, if, if you have a fear in you, they are, they are talking about another woman. Then leave the relationship. That means never marry somebody you cannot trust absolutely. Can you imagine as a pastor, what people tell me and they say I should not tell anybody, I don't tell my wife. So at times, I have left home 12 midnight before to go and attend to an issue. I will come in, she will just be like, my name, hope everything is okay, fine. Because somebody will just call me. And when it's a terrible thing about to break it home, I drive there straight away. I've entered some people. In this church, I, I don't see all this. When you see families together, you will understand what pastors go through at times. I have entered some people in, in some people's bedroom before to put the two of them apart in the room and to say that, are you guys all right? Are you all right? And that was when their eyes cleared. And today they are happily married and everything. But see, I don't go back telling her everything except the people don't mind. At times it will be like somebody says coming to you. I hope all is well. Just everything is fine. That she told me some things, but I cannot say it. That's all. So when I'm going now to see somebody, if she doesn't trust me, then voila, we start. And believe me, I make a lot of secret moves a lot, which she knows. I do. 
Yeah. One day I just told her that, you know what, I need to pray right now. I feel it's very urgent. 9 13 the night. Where are you going to? I'm going to redemption camp. I'll come back tomorrow. So, if trust, don't marry someone you cannot trust. She has never found anything funny around me, so there's no reason for. So, so that's where it is. Otherwise, we will leave you. Become a questionnaire. <laughs> Even when the court is here, they say, "Why is your hair like this?" <laughs> Until the guy gets angry and says, "Get out of my life." <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Further questions will be addressed. Thank God. <laughs> Next Sunday. Hope somebody's blessed. Our conference we hold very soon. We will communicate the day. Shall we rise? Glory to God. I've had a long, 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 long day. Can you hold your neighbor? Look at your neighbor. If you are in a relationship that you are happy with, sit down. If you are in a relationship you are happy with, sit down. Don't pretend. Even if the person is around and you are not happy, stand. <laughs> Let him know from today. You are not saying you are going to break up with him, but you just want him to know or with her. If you are not happy, sit down. Sorry, if you are not happy, stand. It's a protest. Let him tell you that. Say, I saw that you stood in the church. Say, yes, I stood because I am not happy. Can you look around? Look at all these beautiful and handsome faces. Sometimes you miss out when you start all the way looking for somebody to marry. It will help you. Why don't you go out of your way and look for somebody out of all these people to be a friend to? It will help you. Leave whether the friendship will develop it. So can you pick three, four people and be their friend and start getting sometimes? Look at me, everybody. I'm serious. I'm sharing a mystery with you. You can build, we can have friends, three or four people in this church. It is none of those friends that you will marry. But those friends are connected to a friend who will be your husband or your wife. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've seen these times without no. Pastor Mikadojari told us here, you remember that time he was telling us, he went for his friend's wedding and that was where he met his wife. I cannot count how many times this happened. Somebody went to visit somebody's house, somebody went to somebody's house and met somebody there and that was it. You must have friends. So look around. These are your friends. Why don't you pick three, four people you are comfortable with, opposite sex, I mean, and be their friend? Yeah. If after a while you notice that you are not comfortable with anybody, then drop them. Many times we want to make a move only towards somebody we are thinking of marrying. No. Start by opening your heart to be a friend with people. Just want to be, just want to be someone's friend. Want to reach out to somebody. Get to ask about somebody. How you doing now? Is every time is work and then be someone's friend. In the midst of that, you will find a life partner. Is that clear? Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.